Welcome to the next hour where the players provide theatrical entertainment with their homegrown radio series, Onomatopoeia. In our last episode, episode two, the tiny town of Onomatopoeia had a new inhabitant, the stranger. Nothing is known about him except that he intends to buy the town. He comes into Word's bookstore asking for coffee with brandy before lunch, which raises some eyebrows. Miss Red and Miss Hasty both show an interest in this new man. But the door of Word's bookstore opens and in trots Ms. Posley, handing out pamphlets about the Church of Dog. Ms. Posley later meets for coffee with the stranger to discuss the philosophy of this Church of Dog congregation before she moves on to another town with her pamphlets. And now, Episode 3 of Onomatopoeia. The tiny town of Onomatopoeia sits neatly tucked into the rolling limestone landscape with a gurgling river lazily winding its way across the valley. The Onomatopoeians that remain, for many have been lured away by the promise of wealth in the upper crust, live a simple, rich life connected to nature. They congregate at a bookstore called Words. Good morning, everyone. You're all here at once. Something must be of importance today. Mr. Binder, that dog lady is an upsetting rabble-rouser with all her talk about this church of dog. Whatever does that mean, church of dog? I mean, what does it mean to cat people like me? Well, Miss Hasty. And this church dog lady is after Mr. Stranger. Secret coffee meetings. Well, Miss Red. Thank goodness she has left. First this stranger shows up, wanting to buy our town. Then this lady comes proclaiming dogs are God. My bones have been cracking all night again. That tells me something is not right. Oh, yes, Giant Jim. I will not follow some silly dogma brought by lady handing out pamphlets. I understand, Miss Red. Dogma. Listen to this. It says it right here on this pamphlet. We welcome all dogs and their upright humans to the Church of Dog. That is a blatant discrimination against cat people. You are right, Miss Hasty. And listen to this. At the Church of Dog, we look to our senses to guide us to the light of our inner dog for the greater good. What does that mean? Well, yeah, we're going to have to look into this. You know, maybe... Listen to this! Come, sit, stay with us, and you will be rewarded with treats! Pure bribery! Cats are so above these tactics. Yes, cats are a different... And, and, and this! We are never too proud to beg. A church that worships begging... This dog lady is making plans with Mr. Strangerman. 
<laughs> I feel bad about this newcomer to our tiny town. Well, no, we could just What think are we going to do? We are being invaded by dog people. Listen to this. The Church of Dog focuses on unconditional love and loyalty. To err is human. To forgive, K-9. Well, that is rather clever when you think about it. It is not clever. It is doggone sacrilegious. Dogs cannot take over our tiny town. Mr. Binder. Well, I don't think that you're... We can't remain neutral in this, Mr. Binder. We need to get our ducks in a row and protect our town from this dog invasion. We have no idea what these dog people will dig up to use against us. I think remaining neutral is a good idea. Hello and good day, gentlemen. No, 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 no. Don't tell me. Don't tell me who you are. You are a... I know it. It starts with a... B. Oh, I know it's true. And it's coming to me, Mr. B-B-Bender. No, Binder. Mr. Binder, of course, at a bookstore. Get it? Binder Books. <laughs> so nice to meet you. Well, yes, you're right. Uh, welcome to Words Bookstore. I'm the proprietor. How can I help you today? Goodness. Oh, my goodness. How did she know his name? <gasps> she looks like Gypsy. His name is on the wall right over the desk there. So, don't get yourself all mesmerized. I'm Cassie O'Mentorosa, and I'm here in Onomatopoeia because my wheel got stuck in the mud. Yes, it's true. Season of mud. Well, let me tell you all about it. I was driving my gypsy caravan, and I had a Dodge caravan once. Remember, Ms. Hasty? No, 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 not a Dodge caravan, a gypsy caravan. It's been my home for the last two years. It's quite comfortable, you know. Yes, it's small, but comfortable. Just me and my two cats, Mr. Darcy and Lady Catherine. Yes, I am an Austinophile. It's true. You will be pleased to know that we're well stocked with Austin. Under A in literature. Oh, I have every Austin book written, and I have everything I need at an arm's length in my caravan. I can eat, sleep, read, and wash my hair without getting off the pot, so to speak. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have a bucket for that out back. It's true. <laughs> Anywho, I was driving out on a curvy coulee road looking for a place to rest for a day, and I plumb got stuck in the mud. <laughs> Y'all have some serious mud around here. That is very true. The mud slurps you right up and swallows you. Well, after pushing and pulling and a lot of squishy sucking sounds, well, I decided to try and find the nearest town. I put on my hiking boots and I asked myself, Cassie, which way should you go? And I got that tingly feeling when I looked west. That certainly is true. Tingly? Yes, I get tingly when I'm headed in the proper direction. So I started to walk and here I am. (laughs) It was a long walk. (laughs) Y'all have some serious hills around here. Well, that is our karst landscape. A magical place of limestone hills and valleys because the glaciers didn't flatten out this land. Hmm. My bones cracked to tell me about the weather and bad people. 
Is that what you mean by tingly feelings? The tingly feeling? Well, that's a story. You see, I come from a long line of Sears and... Sears and Robux? I used to love their catalogs. No, 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 no. Sears, as in fortune tellers. You see, my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother was the royal tea leaf reader for the kingdom of Sardinia. Yes, it's true. But she misread a leaf one day when a beetle fell into her cup, which led to the death of the king's favorite horse during the Battle of Balaclava in the Crimean War. Yes, it's absolutely true. The recent Crimean War? No, silly. The Crimean War of the 1850s. She was forced to flee for her life and eventually hid in a bushel of potatoes headed for the Americas. Yes, it's true. She made her way, as all women do. Oh, I understand. My, my babushka... Oh, I'm feeling homesick again. Well, my babushka, she married an Irish tea merchant in Boston. Get it? <laughs> tea reader, tea merchant, didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> well, my grandma had the gift, and all of my grandmas did, and so did my mother. She was a fortune teller for Oprah. Yes, it's true. Oprah, the Oprah. You might have seen her on the show a few years back. You know, I may recollect that show. I just love Oprah. Well, I was raised in the new agey woo-woo kingdom of Venice, California. My mom had a very successful practice there. And one day, after a particularly potent ashwagandha and kale milkshake, with a side of positive affirmation, of course, I got a tingly feeling, yes, it's true, my gift had finally emerged. Well, I hope it wasn't snakes shooting from your throat. Now, my powers came to me. Shh, Ms. Hasty, our guest. As a librarian, I shooshed people all my life, and I tell you, it is not nice. Shh. I saw a vision, a Siamese cat, that told me I should forego all the trappings of my family's fame and fortune and return to the basics. A cat, you say? You see, my mom was starting to fall into the trap of only telling folks what they want to hear and not the truth. It's good for business, but bad for long-term results. Do tell more about the cat. I saw myself curled up in a tiny home, cozy as a kitten, traveling for the truth. I didn't want to be just another roadside attraction, so I hit the road, destined to tell the truth when I saw it. And here I am, on Wisconsin. Oh, it feels like home already. That's true. Oh, 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 I'm getting that tingly feeling, Mr. Binder. Oh, oh, you, oh, you... Definitely need to finish that tuna salad today or you will be sorry tomorrow. And oh, 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 call the proctologist today. Don't wait. And oh, oh, I feel something about a pie also. I can't quite make out the message. And madam, madam, that dress does not do you justice. Well, Mm. Mr. Binder, do you have any tea? Oh, there's coffee right over there, if you wish. I can put the kettle on for tea, if you'd like. Or I have espresso at the Onomat Laundry. Maybe you have clothes to be washing, and and we can chat about the old country. Oh, how very kind. And you are? I am Miss Red, owner of Onomat, and a newcomer to Onomotopoe, uh, also. 
Ms. Red, huh? From the old country? <laughs> that's funny. You seem to be in a very blue county, that's true. <laughs> no, no. Miss Red. R-E-A-D. Ms. Red? Not like, I like to read Jane Austen? No. Like, I have read Jane Austen. Well, why don't you change it to Miss Reed? Ah, well, English language is so confusing. I am still learning. It's my fourth language. Good morning, folks. Is the coffee on this morning? As usual. Help yourself. Hello. Another new person. For a tiny town, there is sure a lot of traffic. Hello, I am Cassio Mentorosa, a traveling fortune teller. You look like a traveling person also. Would you like to have your fortune read? I read tea leaves. Oh, yes. I would love to see how it all works out for me buying this town. Ooh, I'm getting that tingly feeling. I think, I think, I think you're supposed to help me get my gypsy caravan out of the mud. It's outside of town. I can give you a lift. Oh, what a nice town. There is definitely magic here. I feel tingly all over. Well, my bones are cracking. She certainly is full of the Kraken. First, the dog lady, then the fortune lady. He is a lady stealer. I really hope he isn't serious about buying our town. Word, Mr. Binder. Words, words, words. And now for the word of the day brought to you by Words Bookstore in the tiny town of Onomatopoeia, with the not very big river running through it, where words, words, words are stacked from floor to the ceiling. An elevator will take you there. Oh yes, I'll take you there. Today's word at Words is lemming. Repeat after me, lemming. Lemming. The lemming is a small rodent that lives in the Arctic tundra regions of Norway and Sweden. Aww, cute! The definition we will focus on is the use of the word lemming to represent someone who thoughtlessly follows a crowd. Like lemmings following each other off a cliff to their death? Sounds like some political parties. Lemmings are people who follow a mass movement that can be dangerous or destructive. Like believing in conspiracy theories? Like people running to a Black Friday sale? That sounds like mass suicide. It is a fallacy that lemmings commit mass suicide. This fake news story was caused by a Disney documentary, but it gave us the term lemming to describe people as thoughtless followers of some type of dogma. That sounds like the jackals. Jackals are people who do the dirty work of others. Sounds like a political party. Sounds like my co-worker. Hey, his name is Jack. The term lemming should help us to realize we need to develop our own critical thinking to form individual thoughts so as not to follow along with whatever we are told. I still think lemons are cute little animals. Can we make lemming meringue pie with them? 
Now that is an individual thought. Thank you for helping us understand the word lemming. And remember to stop in at Words Bookstore, where words are packed floor to ceiling, and we will help you with all your critical thinking needs. Step right up, step right up, no time to delay, time to depart. Step it up, people. We've got places to go, things to do. Come on, step it up. You don't need to buzz so long and flap your doors at us. We're coming. After you, Giant Jim. Thank you. Oh, Mr. Binder, we must make with the haste, as you say. Troubles, oh, big troubles. Hurry, Miss Hasty. Oh, haste is in my last name. I have come ready, armed, and caffeinated, just as you asked. Doors closing. Elevator, that was a pretty aggressive liftoff. Are you launching us to the moon? Listen, friends. You know that events in the world took a turn for the worse. My sister, everyone. I have sister, and she is in danger. You are from Odessa, Miss Red, are you not? <laughs> My bones just started shivering. I know the feeling, Jim. My cat senses just started tingling. Hey, guys, I just followed you in here. This isn't a normal elevator ride, is it? I thought I was the one who tingled. You tingle too? We are on a mission, aren't we, elevator? A rescue mission. Elevator takes us where we need to go, shows us what we need to see. I see. Da. Oh, elevator, are we being off to rescue my sister? Yesterday, I receive a message from her. House is bombed. Sea is closed. Land is closed. Air is closed. And bombs falling all around. We are needed to step up. Haste does not make waste. Right now! My name seems to be the word of the day. Make haste, Mr. Elevator. Make haste! Doors opening. Watch your step. Look at those crowds. This is not a rainbow gathering. That is true. No, no it is not. I had to pause here to decide the safest route, as I don't have the proper papers. This is a refugee center. We are at an international border. That is true. It is not a rainbow gathering. We are at the Polish border. That woman, she's talking about how much she is missing her home in... in Odessa. Oh, I'm sorry, Ms. Red. All those people forced from their homes for no good reason. Yeah, nothing we can do. There is always something we can do, no matter how small, Mr. Binder. Look, look over there. A little girl all alone. She seems very lost. Wow, it's true. She speaks other languages. Little girl, she she is from near Odessa, just like me. She is missing her family in this sea of peoples. You mean she got separated from her family? Da, da. She say she lost them just short time ago waiting for food. I have idea, Miss Hasty. We can help this girl find them. 
How could we do that? By using you as a lookout tower, Jim. Ah, that was light bulb over my head, too. Come with me, Jim Giant. We will be putting little girl on your tall shoulders, and she will look for her family. Make haste, you two. Back on board. Back on board. Step it up. We gotta move it. Now! Wait just a minute. Remember the saying, all good things come to those who wait. Nothing good is going to come from waiting here. Let's go! We're coming. We walked a big fast circle around the area so the little girl could see over the sea of people. Oh, out of breath. Between her and the feeling in my bones, we found that little girl's family. It, it was miracle. Family so happy to be together again. Oh, wow, yeah. Doors closing, doors closing. Uh, once again with haste, with haste. Doors opening. Where are we now? Odessa Literary Museum, near park, by the sea. I visit here as a child. I've been in this place before, many times, through books. Twenty rooms and four halls, each one dedicated to a literary era. Pushkin, Dostoevsky, Tolstoy, Chekhov, Conan Doyle, all have a connection to Odessa, and it's all chronicled right here. But what are we doing here? We are here to see an old friend of mine. Look across the lobby. Huh? An elevator? Ivan! Ivan! Wake up! Get up, you lazy substitute for a lift! There's no more vodka! What? What? No more vodka? No more vodka? Elevator. Elevator. Is that you, Comrade Otis? It is you. How are you holding up, you old chatterbox? My dear friend, welcome. Welcome to my home. Eh? Things could be better. Who are your passengers? Mr. Binder, the owner of my home, Words uh, Bookstore. Miss Red. Uh, Marion Hasty. Uh, Giant Jim. How are you doing? And Cassie the Fortune Teller. It's true. <laughs> Welcome, friends of my friend. There is no other place on earth like this. But we are under siege. Maybe your fortune teller could predict this outcome, yes? Oh, I just followed along and I am not prepared for this. How can we be of help to you and your people, Ivan? Soldiers were here last night. They will be back today. They want this building. It is the roof. It overlooks 
many important places in the city. Why would you take them to the roof? You can pretend to be out of order. The oldest trick in the book for an elevator. Oldest trick in the book? Elevator? I, uh, well, um... Uh Old friend. I am a Soviet-era lift. Built to take orders I can only obey. (laughs) The only thing the old order had going for it. Everyone obeyed their orders. Lemmings running to the cliff. My sister, my sister, Mr. Ivan, do you know anything about her? Ah, da! They came here two days ago after shelling outside the city. They are safe in basement. It's miracle. Oh, Slava Bog. We must get her out of here. Ivan, can you take Miss Red to the basement? I hear you and obey you. Come! Doors closing! Now is the time for our plan, Miss Hasty. Right, elevator. You stay right next to Ivan and it will confuse the soldiers. Yesterday one elevator, today two. Now, here is my plan. Elevator up. Quick, everyone. Let's hide over here. They look confused. Of course. Yesterday there was one elevator. Now there are two. I I can't even tell which one is which. Which one's elevator? Which one's Ivan? The door is opening. Step right up. Step right up. Look, they're stepping up. Don't overplay it, elevator. That's it. They're going in. Door's closing. Got him! I wonder where Elevator will take those soldiers. Maybe to the roof to spit them out. I predict he is going to take them back home to their mothers. Doors opening. Oh, look, everyone. Mr. Ivan Elevator has brought me back with my sister. Ivan? Is everyone okay? Man, that was close. Otis! Elevator! Has sacrificed himself to save all of you! What are we gonna do? Doors opening, soldiers discarded. But but we need to be going. It's not safe here. But but my sister, she won't leave. She says because somebody's got to keep the roots here, and she will stay and fight for her country. Yes. Oh, but I cannot say goodbye. I don't want to say goodbye to Ivan either. Oh, such good memories we shared all those years ago. Sounds as if he was like family to you. There are not many like Ivan and I, Mr. Binder. When you were traveling the rooms of this museum in your books, 
Did you ever wonder why the museum is here? No, elevator. I'm sorry to say I did not. In 1977, Nikita Bregan, a fiery, red-headed former KGB agent, took a ride on Ivan the Lift in this building. And since they both love vodka, they bonded over a bottle or two, and Nikita learned that Ivan had only one real passion in life. Yes, authors. Huh. Tolstoy? Pushkin? Chekhov, it's true. Yes. Yes, Ivan took hundreds of authors for rides. Nikita Bregan, former KGB and lover of literature and vodka, set out to build a museum to honor the greatest muse in literary history, my dear old friend, Ivan the Lift. Ivan the Lift elevator was a great literary muse? He gave authors their greatest gifts. Ivan took Pushkin to meet Diderot and Voltaire. Ivan took Tolstoy to ancient Rome, where he spent hours with the great philosophers. Ivan introduced Mark Twain to Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Ivan is one of the world's greatest elevators. I'm sorry to leave him here in a war zone. You know, the, the children of my sister tell me about Ivan, your elevator friend. They say Ivan took them to meet Mr. Z, leader of Fight for the People. Mr. Z is also in a basement where he speaks to faraway peoples by zooming. Ivan say Mr. Z is a gift, a gift to the people and to my niece. Ivan say my niece will write a book about Mr. Z. It's nonsense, I, I think, at first, but, but now I'm not so sure. Yes, we elevators are pretty perceptive beings. We have great service to our communities. It's all in a day's work. But quick, we must leave. I don't have the proper papers to be here, and we are in danger. Goodbye, Ivan. Thank you. Oh, good luck. I have never heard of elevators at fortune tellers. Y'all got some serious magic going on here. And now it's time for Onomatopoeia's Social Skill of the Day, brought to you by Jim Giant's Pawn Shop on Main Street, where everything old can bring new life into your home. Today's social skill is communication. How to talk to someone who has a different opinion than your own. Now why would I want to talk to someone with a different opinion than mine? You mean not everyone thinks like I do? Most people are lemmings, so why bother? It is important to practice your communication skills to help with conversations, especially in showing respect for differing opinions. Step one, look at the other person, smile, and make your statement in a calm voice. Listen quietly to what the other person has to say. Step three, repeat out loud and in your own words what the other person just said. 
what the other person just said. Yes. Step four, respond with your own statement in a calm voice. Now, repeat these steps as many times as necessary to finish the conversation. Your goal is not to win the conversation, but to discover the other person's opinion and their feelings about it. The goal is not to win. I thought the goal was always to win. You guys are just a bunch of lemmings. Look, let's put this to a test. Can you two imagine a conversation of differing opinions? I can tell you about the argument I had with my husband this morning. That was some differing opinions. How about taking the moon landing as an example? Would you start us off? Oh, sure. That's easy. The whole thing was a hoax. There's just no way that all those mechanical steps went right. The launch from the Earth, the booster separation, the landing on the moon, take off from the moon, anything goes wrong in any step and it's boom, game over. Okay, good start. Now, could you start by repeating what you heard? Really? Can't I just slap her for her stupid Mm. comments? Oh, I wanted to slap my husband this morning. No. No. That is not appropriate social skills. Please filter your internal comments and just say what you heard the other person say. Okay. I hear you say that all mechanics of the moon landing had to be perfect. And one mistake would mean everyone dies. Maybe it was incredibly lucky, but they did it. They took pictures of the Earth from the moon. Look at the pictures. There are no stars in the background. Wait. Repeat what he said first, then make your comment. Okay. I've seen the pictures. But that was all staged in a Hollywood studio. There isn't even any dust kicked up. And the sky is black. It should be filled with stars. I don't see how you could think it was real. So what I'm hearing that you think it was a big film production with thousands of people. If it was, then someone would have spilled the beans by now. Don't you think? I agree. That you must be full of beans. Remember to repeat what you have heard, then insert your commentary. So I hear you say that you think NASA didn't stage the moon launch and moon landing. I think you are full of beans. So you think I'm full of beans, but what about the corner cubes? I don't know what corner cubes are. Mirrors the astronauts left on the moon. Scientists shoot laser beams from Earth that reflect off the moon and back to the Earth. Tells you exactly how far the way the the moon is. Don't we already know that? Scientists are shooting lasers at the moon? That's just more bull from the same group that made the fake moon videos. You're telling me man never went to the moon? What planet do you come from? 
Very good. You have just engaged in communication with a person of a different viewpoint. Now, to close the discussion, please find a graceful way to exit the conversation. Well, this has been one small step for man. Well, it sure hasn't been rocket science. I'm going home and hug my husband. Okay, let's call this a giant leap for mankind. You have both demonstrated today's social skill, how to speak with someone who has a different opinion. Well done. And now it's time to visit Jim Giant's Pawn Shop after dark, when the shop is closed where the inanimate objects are holding an intervention. A.B. Dick, the mimeograph machine, is accused of bullying the Xerox machine. Calling all inanimate objects to order, my point shall be made as I am number two pencil, still in service to some and not yet cast away. The point we are looking at this evening is the blatant bullying that A.B. Dick, the mimeograph, has been inflicting on the Xerox machine. It has been affecting all of us here in the pawn shop, this incessant picking and poking at each other. It's tarnishing my brilliant accomplishments. I have a winning personality and cannot abide by this boorish behavior. Point taken. Discarded archery trophy. You don't have to use the term discarded. I am a treasured object and I have been wrong. Tossed off a cliff, so to speak. Oh, we have all been tossed off a cliff in some manner. Yet we keep our dignity even as we gather dust. Because, a royal old typewriter, everything old becomes new again. Ring-a-ding-ding. Oh, speak for yourself, rotary dial. You ain't never coming back. And you think someone's gonna come in here and purchase you? Well, nine one one to you. Oh, we get your points. Now, Mr. Xerox, would you like to make a statement? Thank you, Mr. Pencil. I would like to state that I have to live next to A.B. Dick and his rolling commentary glorizing the good old days. We used to be friends. Once we even shared manufacturing facilities. Once we had the same goals. High quality rapid response printing. But with new technology, our days are over. And I would just like to settle into a nice retirement in the back of the shop. Progress moves so fast now. I was developed and then discarded before I even got to enjoy life. How quickly we are forgotten for our contributions. I was once royalty in the printing and copying business. Remember carbon copies? Papers with ink that was stacked up on my roll and I could type out five copies at once? <laughs> oh, those were the days. Five copies at once? Brrr. Way back in 1957, 
I could turn out 100 copies a minute. I see your point, A.B. Dick. Ha! In 1959, the Xerox 914 was the single most successful product of all times. By 1966, I was cranking out 24,000 copies per minute. A.B. Dick made the first photocopier in 1957. We were first. Maybe you should both get a participation trophy and get on with your lives. All of us have had our day, and now we need to accept our retirement and look back on all we have accomplished. But, Royal O, it is hard to become forgotten so quickly. Nobody knows how to come up and dial me anymore. Think about dial-up. Think about my ribbons, Commodore 64. Let's think about today's point. A.B. Dick, you have been accused of being a bully. What do you have to say for yourself? I was once the most powerful printing machine on Earth. I contributed to the greatness of the world, and I want to be remembered for it. I was just as great as you, but you had to go and make that dick move by licensing all your accessories so people could only use A.B. Dick stencils on A.B. Dick products. And look at us today, a separate plug and cable for each machine. Why couldn't there be universality in product sharing? Well, the curly cord of capitalism. Woohoo! Capitalism's my friend! I slice, I dice, I spin! Whee! I cheated people out of millions of dollars on cheap products to fulfill their empty lives. I won that race. Hey, Ronco Salad Spinner, just settle down. A.B. Dick, what have you got to say about creating these licensing restrictions on your products? What's mine is mine. Yes, mine. Sharing leads to a decline in sales. Well, you still declined and became discarded. Because of you, all my lovely ribbons could not be shared with other non-royal typewriters. Good point, Royal Old Typewriter. You didn't see Xerox being so covetous. I don't get upset when people use the name Xerox as a verb. Xerox is the name of a company, not an action. Yet, everyday people said they are going to Xerox their documents. I find that rewarding to be thought of in that manner. A very good reward. Nobody says they are going to A.B. Dick their documents. Another good point. It's like people saying, pass me a Kleenex. It's a tissue, but the company name is used as a noun. Ditto. 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 Oh, hang it up, please. What was the purpose of the ditto machine? Ditto. A ditto machine was a copier that coexisted with the mimeograph. It used alcohol spirits in its inking process to make duplicates. Ditto. 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 Lemming. 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 A.B. Dick, 
What have you got to say about this charge of bullying? Bull. Bull. Bull, I say. Hmm. What a dick thing to say. If my may inject my view... Polaroid camera. Can you develop further? Thank you, yes. I, too, was part of the process of developing and processing copies. Polaroid's contributions to the developing world have been great. It is true that Polaroids are laughed at, but we were once trailblazers and we should remain proud of our contributions to society. A society where it wouldn't be where it is without us. I see no need to bully others about our past. Excellent point, Polaroid. Woohoo! Let's put another spin on that! Didn't all you guys go bankrupt? <laughs> My gang, Omatics, the whole Ronco family, went bankrupt in 2018. And here I am today, sitting on a shelf in a pawn shop with all of you. Polaroid went bankrupt in 2008. A.B. Dick? Yes, A.B. Dick went bankrupt in 2004. Ah, ah. Xerox still lives through all the spin-offs and sales to other companies. We have had a colorful past and are still part of the world order. Even though my model has been discontinued, I am proud of my service. Very good point, Xerox machine. A.B. Dick, would you be willing to drum up support for this way of thinking? Elmo has a newsflash! Elmo has news! <laughs> Hello, Tickle Me Elmo. Up from your nap? Oh, yes! It was a very good nap! And now Elmo <laughs> has news! Is everybody listening? We are all listening, Elmo. Go ahead. Okay, good. <laughs> now, listen. News flash. The Latin alphabet is in an uproar today due to the proclamation by the recently formed New Alphabet 24 Order, NATO, NATO, <laughs> stating that the letters Z and V be banned from the Latin alphabet citing recent aggressive behavior. <laughs> the letters a Z and a V have lodged a strong formal protest claiming that this is an illegal power grab by the cabal of letters trying to become a new alphabetic world order hegemon. <laughs> the, the letter S is using its dominant dictionary position to call for unity among all the letters to fight the illegal and unwarranted aggression by the letters Z and V and may agree to give X <laughs> some of the Z space in exchange for a vote in favor of sanctions. <laughs> the LGBTQ conglomerate says it will remain neutral as long as the letter Q remains in the alphabet. The letter Q, still recovering from the recent quick trip debacle, will continue to use its alliance with the letter U to resist encroachment by the letters K and W <laughs> at a, a, a meeting with the Latin Alphabet Security Council has been scheduled to address the proposed sanctioning of the letters Z and V. If the letters I and C 
and R abstain from the veto, then the letters Z and V may indeed be canceled from the Latin alphabet. <laughs> Another news flash. Someone's coming. Quick, everyone back to your positions. And now we return to Words Bookstore for an end-of-the-day recap. This sure has been a wild ride of a day. Yes, I am so grateful to see my sister. So inspiring to see big strengths and fight for country. <laughs> Maybe we have to fight this church of dog before they try exterminating cat people. Hello. I saw your lights on and thought I would stop in to see if Cassie is here. I fixed the wheel on your gypsy caravan and it's ready to roll. No charge. Hmm, there may be no charge, it's true, but everyone, I have a newsflash for you. Do not trust this man. He is a stranger. He has no good intentions toward this town. It's true. Tune in next month, the third Sunday of each month, to find out why this fortune teller has thrown the stranger under the bus after his act of kindness. Who will the people of Onomatopoeia believe? Will they embrace this fortune teller? Or will they use their critical thinking skills to see this newcomer in a different light? And what is this Church of Dog and will its leader, Ms. Posley, return with her word? Do not trust this man. Words are coming out of my mouth. You have been listening to the players and their homegrown series, Onomatopoeia. We write this series as a group based on our life in the Driftless region. This month's writers are Kay O'Brien, Kyle Martz, Tanya Burke, Jerrion Wellhouse, and Celie Wolf. Our actors have been Brad Otto, Jerrion Wellhouse, Kyle Martz, Craig Anderson, Celie Wolf, Tanya Burke, David Oldenburg, Carl Schlecht, and Kate Kozel. Sound editing and design by Brad Otto. Sound engineering by Evan Blattner. Music by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech Music with contributions from Michael Ooston. Our shows are recorded at WDRT Community Radio and available on podcasts on the webpage wdrt.org so you can listen anytime. I'm your host, Kay O'Brien, and I thank you for tuning in the third Sunday of every month where the players bring you our homegrown drama, Anamanapia. Show from the Canadian border down to Mexico and my
Don't try to explain Cause you don't know 